Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to At The Well. We are here for part two, episode one. Uh, just to recap, episode one was all about coming to Jesus as you are, introducing who we are as um, At The Well podcast. And we are back here, Molly and Alexis, to continue episode one. Because there's, there's just so much to talk about mm-hmm. when it comes to accepting Christ. And a big part of that is knowing and understanding because he is a gracious God, he accepts us, you know, no matter what. And, you know, he's got to repent, you know, declare him as Lord. And there you go. You feel with the Holy Spirit. Um, But uh, yeah, so part two today, we're going to talk about God's grace. And there is so much that we can say about God's grace. You know, if you just I mean, we could probably talk for hours and hours, but we ain't going to do that to and y'all. Days. So we're going to try to, <laughs> we're going to try to, you know, sum it all up within at least 45 minutes to an hour. And I hope you uh, stay with us on this journey. So I am going to uh, hand it off to Alexis here to start us off. Well, first off, let me ask you, my my dear sister, how you doing today? Um... <laughs> It's a little rough, man. We've been we it, yeah we've been pretty pretty busy lately, but we're here. Yeah, it's been it's it's been all right. Um, y'all gonna have to excuse me for breathing all heavy. I'm out of shape and <laughs> I'm still trying to catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, we uh we was operating a little late today. Yeah, so. a little late. But it's all right. We're here, you know, with the grace of God. Amen. We, we are here in one piece, all together. Our minds here. I mean, I'll, after yesterday and you putting the, <laughs> putting the plastic spoons in the oven in your lasagna, right. I was worried about your your state of mind when you came in today. <laughs> Let me just say it, but <laughs> it's been it's been a long week. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> this girl Facetime me and said, "Look, don't judge me." And this is this is after we're putting our notes together for this podcast today, and she's like, "Look." I don't know what's wrong with me. We're going to have to pray because (laughs) my mind ain't right. And it's only with the grace of God that I'm operating. She made a lasagna and left the plastic spatula in the lasagna and And turned the oven on. And turned the oven on. And then later on, she's like, oh, what's this? What's that smell? Plastic burning in the oven. Right. (laughs) Just burnt. Just, you know, just made a whole, you know. Play school crap session you right. know, out of her lasagna. But anyway. And by the grace of God, it did not catch on fire. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I caught it in time. Right. So. But you know what? It's all right. We're here. Yep. So so I guess we could just dive on in. Yeah. Um, I think first we should kind of go over what is God's grace, right? Uh-huh. And I think in order to understand his grace, we have to also – I'm out of shape, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> we also have to understand his mercy and the difference between the two. Right, right. So what, in your opinion, what would you say is God's grace? Well, I would say just in general, grace is something that you give to someone that doesn't necessarily deserve it, right? Right. And so God's grace is that amplified. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's whenever God gives us good things, that we definitely don't deserve, mm-hmm. I feel like, is God's grace. You know, he He shows favor to the unfavorable. Mm-hmm. You know, that that's his grace. He accepts the un- unaccepted. I mean, yeah. going back to the, the title of our podcast is At the Well, the Samaritan Woman. He, he In that, 
you know, the moment that he met her and revealed himself to her, that was just in itself just expressing his grace. Right. And, you know, showing kindness to to the undeserving, you know, blessings to the unworthy. I mean, I can go on and on. It's, I mean, God's grace is in abundance. Right. And so to me, that's what his grace is. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I mean, there's so many other ways we can twist it, but uh, what, what, what would you say is God's grace to you? I would say along the same lines, um, it's definitely unearned. Um, it's the the love and the kindness that comes from God because as we know, God is love. Um, it's I guess for me, I would relate it to just like the relationship we have with our parents. Um, if you don't have a relationship with your parents, like a relationship that you have with your child, mm-hmm. right, or just some authority figure in your life. Um, cause I can think back, I mean, I was wild back in my teenage days. I was wild. I was drinking, smoking pot, like just bad. And you was me, you was me. Yeah, <laughs> I was, yeah, I was, I was not, you know, an ideal role model in that sense. Um, but looking back, just thinking the amount of grace that my parents extended to me, mm-hmm. like even though countless times I was getting in trouble and I mean like getting in trouble, like there was one time I threw a party at my mom's house and didn't tell them and the cops got called Mm. and in that situation it could have easily gone you know my mom could have just nailed down on me in that moment but she extended her grace I got in trouble I was grounded but you know she extended her grace in the sense of teaching me that she still loves me regardless Mm -hmm. and how to better it moving forward by, right. you know, not having parties again. Right. So, I mean, that's how I would classify God's grace is just on an amplified, bigger level. Right. Like, if we just sit here and think about, he extends his grace every day. Right. Like, minute by minute. Mm-hmm. And that's so mind-blowing to me. Right. Because we're undeserving of it. We right. didn't earn it. There's nothing we can do to earn it. Right. So. Right. I, I 100% agree to, uh, with that, you know, and I, I, the thing that I think about all the time is, like, let's just think about, let's just kind of zoom in on just humanity as a whole. You know, a lot of times, say, for example, somebody, you know, pisses you off mm-hmm. or gets on your nerves or does something to kind of irk you, right? You be, A lot of people quick to dismiss that person mm-hmm. and be like, you know, I ain't even, I'm not even going to talk to you. I'm not going to do nothing. And with God, that doesn't happen. Like, I can't, I, I, I can't imagine. Like, the one thing that amazes me about Jesus is the fact that the whole world literally, like, disrespects his name, mm-hmm. rebels against him. I, I was one of those people. Mm-hmm. And he is still there for the, those people when they decide to say, hey, like, I need you, Lord. You know, right. and it's like, that alone is grace. The fact that. Like, going back to, you know, part one of episode one is, like, he's not going to shun, he's not going to shy away from you. Right. And that alone is grace to me. Amen. And I'm like, bro, I can't even handle, you know, going to work and dealing with four or five people that get on my nerves. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I'm like, man, I don't even want to go. I don't want to deal with these people. You Every know? day. And honestly, <laughs> right. It, honestly, sometimes if it wasn't the fact that I was getting paid or having a benefit out of it, like, I wouldn't even put the effort into it. And I would say that's pretty common throughout all of humanity. And and that doesn't necessarily, and I'm not trying to, you know, talk down about anybody. It's just that is 
to me, it's just part of being a hu- human. It's part of humanity, right? It is. But Jesus is above all that. And yeah. just like that act alone is literally just a display to me of, of his His abundant grace. Right. And, I mean, he even defines himself as a gracious God. I mean, in Exodus 34, 6, 8, you know, he's speaking to Moses. And God, when he says something, he means it. He don't Amen. ever, there's something y'all need to know about our Lord and Savior mm-hmm. is if he said it, he meant it. He, if he said it, he meant it. He doesn't. No, there is no emptiness about uh, behind any of his words. No, and it's never changing. Mm-mm. It is. It is almost like in, it's law. You know, yeah. it, the words that he speaks, they have meaning. Mm-hmm. And so when he is saying this about himself, that's that's what you're gonna get. You yeah. know, and. You know, he defines himself, you know, in Exodus 34, 6. And the Lord passed by before him and proclaimed the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth. That is, I mean. That's what I was saying. Like, can you just imagine, like, how right. much grace he extends right. every day? Every day. Multiplied by how many humans are on this uh, earth. Right. And not even. That's just, wild. Right. And not even, like. The current humans that are touching this the the, the soil like right the up- ones to like come. the ones that are come to come to born he, you know and the to ones be before born. us like, right is I'm like that's, that's just so I couldn't do it man. I couldn't do it yeah. and um it's just uh it's it's it kind of it wows me a lot of times it does and that's it, sometimes it just be piercing my heart and sometimes I just want to be crying and I come tell you this what I, I cry most this, of the y'all. time so. like. <laughs> Before we came to Christ, we were probably the most cold, cold stone people ever. Like you, we rarely cried. Mm-hmm. We would just like be like, whatever, you know. It like, is what it is. It is what it is. Ever since I came to Christ, I can't tell you. I was such a crybaby. Me too. I'm such a crybaby because everything just touched the everything. That, everything that he does just touches our soul. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe that like one of the most beautiful things is witnessing his grace. Right. And. And I think that kind of ties into, like, <clears throat> understanding God's mercy. Uh-huh. Because, like, in the examples that we've both given, it could have definitely gone a different way. Uh-huh. In the sense of, like, I mean, I'll, I'm just going to be honest. There's, like, a lot of moments in my life that I could have ended up dead, like, uh-huh. just by the stupid stuff that I did. Uh-huh. And, like, my drinking was out of control. And it was just all bad. And... So I think that kind of segues into God's mercy because his mercy is him withholding any punishment that we deserve. At least that's how I interpret it. Right. And like I said, it goes hand in hand with grace because instead of giving us what it is that we deserve, he turns around and shows us favor and gives us gifts, which is ultimately what grace is. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it it does make me cry. Like, cause I just sit here and I think like, I don't, I'm undeserving of it, but yet he's still willing to shine that on me. He's truly transformed me from the inside out. And it's, it's like a lot to feel sometimes, especially like even now being saved, there's still things that I stumble with mm-hmm. and to know that like his mercy and his grace are still there in abundance it's just, 
I'll never understand it. I don't yeah. think I ever want to understand will. it. Right. right. But because <laughs> I don't I don't want to know yeah, everything it, God does. The, capa- <laughs> the capacity of just that statement of just just how large that is, like that can only be accomplished by the divine. Right. You know, and I, I you know, I kind of lost my train of thought. Sorry, y'all. Well, <laughs> I just want to go back and saying. You, you brought up salvation and, you know, just coming to Christ, mm-hmm. right? And I just want to say one important thing is our God is a loving God. Mm-hmm. And one of the two main aspects of just love, like a godly love, is grace and mercy. Mm-hmm. If you really think about it, yeah, like you have to have an amount of grace, an amount of mercy to truly extend your love to somebody right you know like perfect example is my husband i love my husband mm-hmm. through and through mm-hmm. let me tell you what sometimes he does things that i just want to fuck you know what i mean <laughs> but <laughs> but you know because i know my husband and i've taken the time yeah to really understand why he does certain things instead of you know taking that route where you know like automatic punishment Mm -hmm. you know to get my point across right i extend mercy to him right because i love him right that doesn't necessarily mean enabling no because i will i will there's a fine line yeah there's a fine line i will say this with grace and mercy comes wisdom as well right you 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 understand as you get to know the person that you're with that you're in a relationship with whoever it may be your sister your brother your mom dad you know husband best friend there comes a certain wisdom with that relationship mm-hmm. and, ex- you know, just kind of growth where you understand when to extend grace and mercy. Right. Because, I mean, if you don't have grace and mercy in your relationship, then to me it's just like, okay, so is this more of a dictatorship, you know? Right. Or is this, am I just a robot to you? Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's just, it, it just kind of... It's just a necessary thing, I believe, you know, when coming, when, you know, referring to the fact that you love someone. Right. And so having God, God being a loving God, like, it's just natural for him to be defined as a gracious and merciful God, you mm-hmm. know. And that's just how I see it. I mean, he's he's displayed that characteristic of himself. Multiple like, times. Multiple times, all throughout human history and it, i mean just in be- even in the beginning of creation all mm-hmm. of creation yeah. you saw god's grace yep you saw god's mercy yep and we, i mean everybody knows to a certain extent the story of adam and eve yeah you know everyone everyone i mean you may not know every single de- detail but i'm sure right. you can go up to anybody and say so you know adam and eve oh yeah i know adam and eve yeah well let me tell you what in that story just in the beginning in the beginning of creation God even extended his grace and mercy. Yeah, when he didn't have to. When he didn't have to. And, you know, if you're kind of confused with what we're talking about, just to kind of give you an overview, you know, Adam and Eve, we all know, you know, they disobeyed God's order. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God told them, don't do this. And they just... Because you'll surely die. Yeah, and they went against it. Mm-hmm. And... In my opinion, I think anybody's reaction would be like, what the heck? Mm-hmm. I gave you all these things. I gave you paradise. And then 
I feel like in that moment, God didn't have any reason to be like, to show any mercy or grace yeah. towards towards these beings that he created. Right. Because he's God. Right. You know, and I'm like, that's crazy that in those moments, he still showed grace and mercy. And one of the first moments of mercy that he showed was the fact that now that Adam and Eve has disobeyed God, they're now more aware of the things that are surrounding them. One of the things being that they're naked. Right. God could have been like, well, that's your old dome, you know, your own dang fault. You know, <laughs> ate the apple. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure he don't I'm sound not, like that. But I don't think it was an apple. Right, but. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, you, you know, like you ate the fruit. Yeah. And I said apple because I just ate apple. But, <laughs> sorry. But, it's okay. you know, it's, he, God knows all things. Yeah. And actually, let me rewind. The fact that God knows all things and that he, and he knew, God knew that we were going to disobey him and turn against him. Right. In the garden. Yeah. Beginning creation. But yet he still chose to create us and give us life. Right. And I think that's wild. That's crazy to me. Yeah. Like, you're the God of all things, all knowing. You know everything. You know, past, future, present. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and... He still was like, I don't care. I'm going to create them because I love them. Right. I'm going to give them life because I love them. And because I love them, I'm going to also extend my grace and give them free will. Yeah. Which like, I, yeah, go ahead. I mean, Continue. that, I mean. I would just, agree with you. Yeah. I, I just think that's a very, like, just e- even in the moment of creation, yeah. Like, just that moment that he decides, I'm going to create man. Mm-hmm. And let me give you all a little bit of background. The, if you look at and study other mythology in other parts of the world, in other stories of creation, there you, you can barely find, at least in my experience, there is not one ounce of grace, mercy, Mm-mm. or even love in the creation of man. I mean, let's, look, let's go back to th- Greek and Roman mythology. The the world of men was created out of rubble, out of remnants, out of trash, from a war that the so-called gods had, right? Mm-hmm. There was no purpose in anything, in any part of our creation, right? Right? They just said, oh, there's, you know, leftover dust, let's just make man, right? I'm like, are you serious? I just want to say, right. Like, the enemy want to be God so right. bad. Like. <laughs> but you know, what I'm saying is, like, it's just the only, our one and only God, like our true, you know, Lord and Savior, our King in the kingdom of heaven. Jesus. Like, Jesus Christ. Yes. <laughs> it's just, I look at just the, you know, just even in everything that he does is so gracious. It is. And he created all of us for a purpose. Mm-hmm. We weren't just created just because these false gods were bored. Mm-hmm. Like we, it was his intent to, or him creating us. I'm trying to get my words together, y'all. Him creating us, there was an intention behind it. There right. was a purpose There's for a purpose. each yes. individual one of us. And I think that's so like relevant to today's world because a lot of people are searching for their purpose. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we're given that purpose, but a lot of the times it's not revealed to us. Right. 
like immediately mm-hmm. at least for me it wasn't mm-hmm. and i don't even think i'm still fully there yet right and so. i even think that in itself is a is an extension of grace it is because a lot of times you know we often act like we want to know everything but do we really want to know everything Mm-mm. you know Mm-mm. it's like it's almost like hey you there i'm going to make you the ceo of a multi-billionaire company right now and I'm you're just like, bro, I just start, I'm an entry-level position. Right. You know, and it's very, what it's like, about? it all comes at you. Listen. And it's like, God, he knows when to give you something, when to present you with something, when to touch you with something yeah. at the right moment and when he, when you are ready. Right. And to me, I believe that's another extension of grace. It and is. I don't want to know everything. I don't either. Because no. the little bit that I do know clearly is too much if I'm, Leaving spatulas in the oven. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and that, that's not to say that I don't want to know more in general, but I'm not, I don't ever want to know everything that God knows because he's just in everything that he does know. And we can never be that. Right. Right. And I, I the word just, I want to, I want to really, pin, you know, Pin, pin that too, because even though God is a very is a gracious and merciful and loving God, He's also Amen. a just God. Amen. And oftentimes people question God and ask Him, "Well, why did you do this? You know, why do why do good why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. Things like that." And it's like coming from how do I put this? So <coughs> being God doesn't operate based off of worldly love. Right. I believe that worldly love is very enabling. It is. Where the world tells you, because you love this person, you have to, you have to be, basically be a yes man. You have to love every aspect of what they do. And, like, quote, unquote, love. As right. in, like, oh, okay, like, just put on a happy face or, you know. Just roll like, with the punches. Just roll with the punches, right? Mm-hmm. And... There's never an opposition, right? Right. Like, I mean, we can see it all throughout society right now. Yeah. And. But opposition is necessary. Right. Opposition is necessary for growth. Right. And. But it. God. It, go ahead. No, I'm sorry. But God is a just God, meaning that because he gave us free will, we make our own choices. Mm-hmm. So then God is going to allow us to, to deal with the consequences of our choices. Right. Now, through that, through the consequences, he extends his grace. Mm-hmm. But he allows us to learn and grow with the decisions that we made. Right. Because there's a consequence to anything that you do and you don't do. Right. right. And the beautiful thing about God is that he allows us to experience those things and you know, deal with the consequences of our actions in order for us to grow. Right. right. So grace and mercy and love does not mean that you basically protect, you know, whoever you're with or whomever you love from every single consequence that they do. I mean, it's just like a a, a, a mother and a child, right? Mm-hmm. And if the child is, is continually being disruptive or disrespectful or unmannerly, and she just continue like because she loves her kid and she doesn't want to cause harm on her child, mm-hmm. she refuses to discipline that child yeah. or to you know provide justice for right. his actions, right? right? 
And we all know what happens to the child. The child never grows. The, ne the, chi the child never grows mentally or matures mentally, right. right? And I can speak firmly, you know, I've mentioned this a little bit in the previous uh, episode, or part one, I was in a relationship for 13 years, and I was very much operating on worldly love, yeah. meaning that I thought I had to shower this person with everything, mm -hmm. right? I had to be obedient. I had to be a puppet. I had to be, you know, I had to basically say yes and make them feel like they were just in everything that they did, right? Right. And... I mean, I, the list goes on and on and on. I just right? want to interject something real huh. quick. Just a disclaimer to y'all, because uh, we're talking about this right now. And when when we're talking about, like, the form of discipline, we're not talking about be abusive. That's, right. not, that's not what we're talking about. There's d many different forms of discipline, like timeout and et cetera. So right. I don't want y'all to think that we're, like, extreme or, like, uh, saying it's okay to do that. I just want to put that disclaimer because I know some people right. have an issue with that. So. Right, but, I mean, even in the, in the discipline, there has to be just discipline, right? Right, right. So, like, in, like I said, that's what I mean is that all that comes with a certain amount of wisdom and intellect and just knowledge yeah. and understanding and explicating the situation. Right, right. But, um, but anyway, I'm just going to quickly s summarize my point. So I was with this person – and I did everything that I thought would really extend love to where I, I, I it, it was to the point where I was became very enabling mm -hmm. and I didn't allow him to suffer the consequences of his actions. I didn't I didn't oppose him because I was afraid that he would, you know, either become distant or run away or whatever he would whatever would yeah. happen. And so I, I, I enabled this person. And so when things started to go awry and we started to grow apart and, you know, we broke up, you know, after 13 years, I realized that I wasn't, even though he was mainly at fault, I realized I wasn't, I wasn't innocent either in the sense that I never, I was like, I enabled this person, mm -hmm. you know, I didn't allow him to experience like the downfalls of his decisions. I didn't, you know, I basically sheltered him from all those things. Right. Like, I was like, no, 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 no. You know, like, he's been through too much in his life. Like, I don't want him to, like, ex you know, deal with these things, so I'll deal with it. So I put everything on my shoulders. And I didn't – it, it prevented him from growing. Yeah. You know, this man is 30-something years old, and he still acts like a teenager mm -hmm. in the sense of, like, commitment and relationships. Right. right. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I didn't do him a service. I didn't do him a justice. Not saying that I was at fault for everything that happened in the relationship, but, you know, today's worldly love is very enabling. And, you know, God's love is a love that will sustain you and strengthen you and allow you to transform within yourself with the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Right. And... That's important thing to, to note here, too, is that, like, I mean, a perfect example of this is, is Exodus in, in the Bible, right? Mm -hmm. Where God, he delivered his people, right? But he delivered them out of Egypt and what? Put them in a desert. And people could be like, well, what the heck, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, the people are, like, mad. Yeah. And, I mean, how long were they in the desert? 40 years? Like, 40 years. Yeah. And... 
the people could ask, well, why didn't God just immediately deliver them into to paradise? And it's like, well, I mean, I got you. I broke the chains. I, I got you out of slavery. Right. And it's like, that's another thing is that love doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be given everything on a platter. Right. Because that's kind of enabling, too. Right. And it's almost in a sense of, like, God's like, I'm going to set my people free. They'll be free. But he has to He has to also teach you how to be free. Right. Because when you, even, like, in instance to, like, the relationship that you're talking about, it's it's a, a major shift of how you've lived life for 13 years. Mm-hmm. And you got to think these, the Egypt, or the Jews that were in Egypt, I think they were enslaved for like 400 years. Mm-hmm. So it's like you don't know how to necessarily be free. Right. And I think the same concept applies to Christians. Like when Jesus tells us that we are free, mm-hmm. it's it's hard to understand that because we, at least for me, I lived in bondage for years. Right. So it's it's a, like a great showing in Exodus of like God's like, I'm going to set you guys free. You're going to have to go through this, endure this. Right. To get to this promised land of milk and honey, right? But what did they do? They they were like, okay, and complained the whole time. Right. And then rebelled against them. Right. So it's like they're, they're, it's showing the consequences to their actions, mm-hmm. but God was still merciful and, and graceful throughout the whole process. Oh, yes, 100%. Like, I mean, just like they – I mean, I would even say that they 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 said things that weren't very nice to God, you know. And God ha- really didn't have a reason to to do to show any mercy or grace. I mean, he's like he could easily been like, "Look, I freed y'all, right? I answered your prayers, figured it out." You know. And the crazy thing is, is that <laughs> I'm so glad God's not like that. I know, <laughs> I know. And I mean, uh, there's been many moments in Exodus where he does show his grace. I mean, they're in the desert and. They they started worshiping false idols. They started, uh, you know, just kind of cursing his name and not listening to to Moses's uh, instruction. Instruction, which which was God's instruction, mm-hmm. and you know, then all of a sudden, their false idols are not helping them, and they're like, "Hey, we need water." <laughs> yep. And they go to Moses, and say, "Hey, can you ask God for some water?" And God's like, tells Moses, "Hey, go strike this rock," and he gives them water. You mm-hmm. know, he makes he he makes the the bitter water drinkable. And it's like, there was no reason for him to do that. No. You know. And, and he still chose to. He still chose to. And even, and forgive me if I get this, uh, just kind of recollection of the story wrong, but there's also a moment where the people are in the desert and they're being attacked by snakes. Mm-hmm. And people are dying. And yep. they don't know what else to do. Yep. And they ask Moses, please go to God and ask him for deliverance, you know, from these snakes. Mm-hmm. Take the, take these snakes away. And God tells Moses, hey, take the staff. And what does he do? He puts it, I think he puts a bronze, was it a bronze snake on yeah. on top of the staff? Yeah. And he tells the people to look at it. And it's like, what was that going to do? Mm-hmm. And in this moment, you don't really realize it at first, but God actually extends his mercy and his grace in the sense that he's like, you know what? I'm not. I'm not only going to remove the snakes because I wouldn't help you. Right. That's not going to help you. No. I'm going to build you up and give you the strength and give you the wisdom and give you the courage and give you the character to not no longer be fearful of these snakes. Mm-hmm. 
right? Yeah. So it's like, it's almost like that relationship I was in, you know, mm-hmm. instead of, uh, instead of like allowing or guiding him through moments of suffering, I just took it off his plate altogether. Right. And he never learned. Right. To me, that's, that's, that's doing someone a, you know, a disservice. It is. But in this, in this instance, like he's, God's like, you know what? I'm not going to just take it away from you. No, I'm going to make sure that you can sustain Right. And make sure that these snakes are never, instead of making it, a, or um, instead of giving them a temporary solution, he gave them a solution that is going to last them, right? Right, a permanent fix. A permanent fix, right? He's like, stare into the eyes of the enemy of the thing that scares you. Right. And, and conquer it, right? Yeah. So instead, God gave them the tools and allowed them to be the one to remove those things from themselves, right? Yeah. Or, or from or remove the problem, right? Right. And obviously they couldn't have done it without God. But that's the that's the great thing about that's the that is the amazing thing about God is that yes, we do things for his glory, but he does things for your good. He is a good God. Mhm. Right? He is. And I- yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, you good. Go ahead. No, it's just I. I it amazes me every single day because I'm like, he can. <laughs> just looking back to like again, like I said, I've studied a lot of mythology, and a lot of the times when these false gods did something, in assistance, to someone who has asked for their help, they do it for a benefit uh, as a benefit for themselves. Right. They say, okay, well, if I'm going to do this for you, I need you to go and scream to the whole world, I did this for you. Mm-hmm. You know, to they. Out of arrogance, right? Yeah. Out of pride. Very boastful. And God doesn't do that. No. God only asks you. He's the complete opposite. He's the complete opposite, <laughs> right? You know? And it's like, the crazy thing is that I don't think you can be that way and be graceful. No. Right? Because grace is not boasting. No. Grace is not something that is loud. Mm-mm. It's it's very, like, gentle. It is. And I don't know. I don't know how to describe it, but it's it's like gentle and like just like pure and very a powerful thing, you know. Right. And I feel like it speaks louder than someone who, say for example, is like highly skilled in all kinds of things, right? Mm-hmm. And just like goes around and is like, yeah, you know, I'm highly revered. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> like, and but have I noticed that like a lot of times people are more often than not like. They, how do I say this? They they kind of are more attracted to people who are graceful versus people who are arrogant, right? Yeah. And, I mean, I, I work with this woman, and she is, she's also a follower of Christ. And sometimes, I mean, I, I, I often aspire to be like her. She's a, she's a very graceful person. Yeah. And that grace, I know for sure it comes from Christ. Yeah. And that's another thing that I would like to kind of accentuate is the fact that when you do come to Christ and you accept him and you surrender to him, right, and you repent for your sins, Jesus' grace is required for that because through your sanctification process, it is a process, keyword process. So just because you've come to Christ doesn't mean that you're never, ever going to have moments where you fall or 
your, your, you question your faith or you question God. And so it's almost a requirement that Jesus has grace because it's only through his grace that you are able to continue sanctifying your life. You right. know what I'm saying? So it's like if he didn't, if he wasn't a gracious God, it would be like, okay, well, you know, you came to me, but then you sinned again. So, oh, you don't, you no longer, you no longer have salvation. It, it don't work that no, way. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> right. It's, it, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, when you come to Christ and you, as you continue to sanctify your life and you continue to repent and you continue to serve him and you continue to be filled by him, his grace will start to like almost emanate from you. Yeah. Right? And that's how, you know, you know, the, the person that I work with, my coworker, that's oftentimes when I see her grace, that's what, it, you know, that's what I see. Yeah. You know, I see that Jesus has transformed her mm-hmm. and I, I see that Jesus lives within her. And so just because you may not feel like you have it, you will once you allow Jesus into your life. That's how, that's how much grace he has. Right. Is that he can put that in each and every one of us. So I heard my pastor and um, once say in a service, um, the way that he, he explained it, the way that like he framed it for us to have a picture was very interesting. So if we think of the cross, right, we have up and down, then side to side. Mm-hmm. We think of the cross. So the up and down is God extending his grace to us. And the side to side are is us like basically opening our arms to extend grace to others. Mm, that, mm-hmm. So God gives us grace, He puts right. it into us and we extend it out to others. Right. But I think I think you made a valid point in a sense of when you were talking about um being filled with the, the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit. Um, because the Holy Spirit does have, you know, a sevenfold nature. Right. And you were mentioning Grace and mercy sh- should be extended, but not to a degree where you're enabling somebody, right? right. And with that comes wisdom. Mm-hmm. So one thing I want to challenge ev- all of the listeners, if um, you have a moment, I suggest that you read a Proverbs every day because that book is full of wisdom. Mm-hmm. Um, so I challenge you to, to do that. Um, but also a lot of the nature, a lot of the nature of the Holy Spirit I mean, he gives us understanding. He gives mm-hmm. us wisdom and instills that fear of the Lord into us, not like spooky fear. But right. um, I think a lot of that comes with it. And your coworker that you're referring to, um, I think it's something that develops over time. Oh, yeah. Like you learn how to be more like Christ as you go through this journey with him. And for each person, it looks different, right? It's not, you know, a one-size-fits-all type deal. Mm-hmm. And now to come to salvation, it is, is accepting Jesus mm-hmm. and confessing it. But as far as, like, what your personal walk looks like, and for me, a lot of the times I relate it to, like, the story in Exodus. And um, even when it comes to, like, Peter, like, it was Peter followed Christ for throughout his whole ministry right he was one of his disciples and Jesus told him like you're gonna deny me mm-hmm. and he did and he denied him three times mm-hmm. but when Jesus resurrects from the dead 
he finds him and Peter has a repentant heart towards it, right? Mm -hmm. And he's forgiven. And I just, I don't know what made me think of that, but <laughs> it's just, it's wild to see over and over in the Bible that it's the same situations that humans are put into. Right. And over the course of, you know, thousands of years, God has continued to extend his grace to us. Mm -hmm. And how you were saying you have to go through it in order to um, learn from it, right? Mm -hmm. And there was actually, there's actually a verse in Romans that um, it made me think of. And the Apostle Paul says, um, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance character and character produces hope mm -hmm. and that hope does not disappoint and is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that is given to us. What verse is that? That is verse uh, Romans 5, 5, well, like 4 or 5. Okay. But um, <clears throat> it's just, I think of it also in a sense of like being a mom. My son's 13 years old. Right. So I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means, but I've been doing this mom thing for a little bit. Right. You know, so. He sound like a full man now. Right. And, um. <laughs> The way God interacts with us, it, it relates so much to, like, being a parent mm -hmm. and, like, the, the constant grace and mercy that I'm extending to Angel. And maybe sometimes I could be a little too lenient about what I, how I, you know, handle situations. But, I mean, it's, it's literally a reflection of how God is with us. Everything that, like, I see now, I can relate it to a reflection of how God treats us. Right. And it's very much like that relationship of, like, father and daughter. Because mm -hmm. he is my heavenly father. Mm -hmm. But, you know, to a, a whole different degree. Like, um, but I just, I see that over and over and over, not only in scripture, but I'm experiencing it myself with raising my own child. And it's like, no matter what Angel does, that's my son's name. No matter what he does, I'm going to love him. Right. Like, not, and that doesn't mean that he just gets away with whatever and that if he does something super heinous when he grows up that I'm not going to be disappointed. Right. But nothing can remove that love. Mm -hmm. He will always be my son. Right. And, I mean, I want to add on to that in saying, you know, when I was saying that God is just – because you love Angel, you're not going to set him up for failure. Right. You're going to do whatever you can within yourself, all that you have, to give him what he needs. So then when he goes out into the world, mm -hmm. he can defend himself. He can think for himself. Mm -hmm. He can stand up tall, right? And that's how I see God. Yeah. Is like, so he's not just going to keep, you know, giving us everything, you know, hand and foot. Right every single day because that doesn't do us anything that doesn't do us any good no and because we do live in a world full of suffering we live in a world full of temptations and all those things yeah so when he when if, if god didn't allow us to strengthen our skin strengthen our mind strengthen mm -hmm. our you know just our, our core right like we would not be able to withstand those things mm -mm. and I, me and you say this so many like all the time but we often think, like, why did it take so long for us to come to Christ? Right. You know, like, we went through so much. 
And honestly, Sorry, being stupid. Right. <laughs> honestly, <laughs> though, like, I really truly feel like if God didn't allow us to go through the suffering that we did and the things that we experienced, like, we wouldn't be as I don't headstrong. Is that the word? I don't yeah. know. But like, there's a lot of things that we are able to endure mm-hmm. because of the things that we went through. Mm-hmm. And but we were able, but those things didn't kill us or didn't bring us down because of God. You know right, what I mean? right. And that's an important thing that I, I like to note too is that, um, how do I say this? Is I, I can't remember, but I remember this. I was watching this sermon, and I can't get it right. I'm just, I'm trying to get my words right because I I, 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 I want to do you after we right, leave. I want like. to do it, I want to do it justice because I don't want to get the the story wrong right but the thing is is that god is going to be there with you through your suffering Mm -hmm. like he's not going to take it away no but and god never promises there's no suffering in the world right not at all but he's going because of his grace and his mercy like he's going to make sure that you are going to make it through yeah right and i (laughs) one thing that really comes to mind is like so I'm going to go back to this 13-year relationship. So long story short, the relationship ended because he cheated, right? He had an, he had an affair with this, this woman for two years, right? Yeah. The last two years of our relationship. And, you know, that could be it, – it, it's devastating mm-hmm. because you devoted your whole life to this – or not your whole life, but you, the past 13, 13 years your of your life to this. Your whole adult life. Person. Right. right. <laughs> and I would say, like, we kind of were – very much involved in the sense that, like, we depended on one another financially. We lived in the same house. We had animals together. You know, all these things. We were emotionally invested, right? Right. And this was probably one of the very first moments that I really, truly experienced the power and the grace and the love of God. Mm-hmm. And so <laughs> I'm going to just be honest. Okay, so basically this day, and I have I wasn't even saved at this point, right? Mm-hmm. I had, I believed in God, but I wasn't committed to God. Right. I had a very, like, deceptive view on who God was, who Jesus was. Yeah. And, but anyway, this day, my whole life was falling apart, and I was kind of, like, operating off of just instinct, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I went to Alexis's house to think, to talk it through, because this is when I had just found out. And... I went to her house, and she was like, we're, you know, we're talking to each other, you know, and trying to, she's trying to calm me down. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't know what to think, because I'm just like, I like, I'm not, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised. Right. You know what I mean? Because there was a lot of red flags leading up to this point. And so she said, why don't you just go back home and, you know, see your, where you're at. Because at this, at this mo- point, too, the, he, he was threatening to k- kill himself. Mm-hmm. And I apologize if that triggers anyone. Yeah, we might have to uh, edit that out and say right. unalive. Right. Himself, so. <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I mean I'm just being honest. No, and, yeah. And I, I mean, we if I, that triggers anybody, I apologize. But so I was very much worried about his well-being. So you know, I kind of again I was falling into that whole enabling thing where I pushed aside, you know, my like just kind of like. The justification, like, no, this man did something, you know, he doesn't deserve, you know, me to continually, like, hold his hand. Right. And 
But I said, no, I'm not going to, you know, I can't, I'm afraid that he's going to, you know, do something. Right? Yeah. So I go back, you you know, I go back home and I'm pulling up and here it is, here this person is, the, the woman that he'd been cheating on me with is standing on my front porch, mm. you know? And I said, oh. I already know that was a hard situation. It, it was. It was very. It, it, yeah, I was on the phone with you. I, no, and, I remember. Yeah, but like and you like, being there and present. Honestly, like. <laughs> right. And you know, I said okay. And honestly, in any normal situation, I truly feel like there would have been like a beat down, right? Oh, yeah. Like get up, you know, throwing hands. <laughs> Who the heck are you? But you know, all this stuff, right? We saved Baldo. And in this moment. There was like this very strong sense of calm washing yeah. over me, and part of it was your voice, and I've, that's another reason why I believe that our relation, our friendship, is is a true gift from God. Yeah. But it was just like, it was almost like Jesus came down and was like, "Daughter, you're gonna be okay, mm-hmm. but you don't need to." You don't need to be angry in this moment because you're going to be okay. I'm I'm stripping this from you to help you. Right. Right. And so I got out. I looked at old girl. <laughs> and she's crying and, you know, trying to explain herself. I said, you don't need to talk to me. You need to talk to him. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go in my house and y'all need to figure this out. Yeah. And I said, because your apologies mean nothing to me. Mm-hmm. And I walked in, and I was on the phone with Alexa Still, and she said, "Oh, oh I'm Molly, are you, you need me to pull like, up?" You need me to pull <laughs> up. And I said, "No, no, man, I'm just sitting here listening on the other side of the door, trying to make sure the cops don't come, you know, because they was getting a little bit, you know, hyper, and uh, you know, colorful, colorful words were exchanged, and then she leaves. He comes in, and he is just." writhing on the floor crippled with like just crying hyperventilating you know just like a, just not not what you would think a man would be like a 220 pound military man to be right right, right. he's just a, a mopping mess on the floor right mm. and i feel like in in any situation or in like any normal kind of i don't even want to say normal but most people i speak to they're like girl i would have just you know went in da, 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 da. and i'm like and now, honestly, that was my initial rea- like thought, right? Yeah. But like I said, it was almost like Jesus came down. And at the time, I didn't know it was Jesus, but now I know it was Jesus. Yeah. At the time, I'm like looking at him, and I'm like, you know, there's many things that I could do right now mm-hmm. to get my, you know, revenge, quote unquote. But like I said, Jesus just kind of filled me, and he held me. And it was almost like he was just lifting my head up. And he asked me to extend grace to him, mm-hmm. this person who just broke and shattered every th- every part of me. Right. And so I literally, and y'all could judge me, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I literally got down, I embraced this person, and I said, you need to figure yourself out like you need uh, you need to like like just sit for a second and breathe because mm-hmm. you're hyperventilating so I'm talking to this person 
I'm talking this person through a panic attack. Well, like I'm like, what is happening right now? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's like, and I'm like, look, these are the consequences of the choices that you've made. You messed up. And I'm no longer going to be a part. Of, I'm not. I'm no longer going to be your puppet. I'm not going to be manipulated anymore. I'm not going to do this. I was so calm. I can't even explain to you. Like, and it was like I didn't say anything ruthless. I didn't say anything to to to, to further like beat him down. I just yeah. gave him truth, and I held him and I said, "You need art. Like you need to breathe. Yeah, breathe in and out. And you need to reflect on who. You, like you need to reflect on yourself. You need to work on yourself." Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I don't. I was amazed that I even did that. Right. But it was like I'm telling y'all. It was like like I'm t- not. It was like it was. Jesus <laughs> came down, and just like you said, from mm-hmm. God comes down. He sheds his light, his grace on me. He literally asked me to extend grace to this man, mm-hmm. this broken person. Yeah. And when I tell y'all, it was a very powerful kind of. It was it was powerful in all ways, and I don't know. I just I just, I am kind of like to this day. I'm like I that was literally like one of the very first moments that I really felt Jesus in me. Yeah. And then the thing is, is that I didn't even like commit to Christ right away after that because I didn't know it was Him. Right. But it could only be Him. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Hindsight always twenty twenty. And and I want to say. And I, I'm speaking about this because I want to kind of really hit it home in saying that, and I've said this before earlier on, Jesus's grace is needed. And mm-hmm. the reason why I say this is because in the Old Testament, we all know, you know, there's a set of laws that we were, that was set in place by God. You know, all of Leviticus is, is, is long as heck, but <laughs> all these laws, right? Now, now, these laws are, you know, important because it allows us to understand who Jesus is. Right. But the thing is, because we are broken, because we are sinful, because we are tempted, because we are bounded by our flesh, we will never, ever fully fulfill all these laws. Yeah. Right? You can try as you might, mm-hmm. but it's not going to happen. It's and not going to happen. And... And like I said earlier, is like even when coming to Christ, you're going to have moments where you sin, yeah, where you where you waver, you mm-hmm. know. And if it wasn't for the grace of God, we wouldn't even have the ability to be with Him in the kingdom. Amen. You know what I'm saying? Thank the Lord. I mean, it says right. I mean, our our our, our you know our new Paul, <laughs> you know Romans six fourteen. Mm-hmm. For sin shall not have dominion over you, for ye are not under the law, but under grace. Mm-hmm. What then shall we sin, because we are not under law, but under grace? God forbid. You know. Certainly not. Certainly not. And it's just like Jesus dying on that cross mm-hmm. and covering us in His blood mm-hmm. and taking in all of our y'all. That's a lot of sin. I'm talking about past, future, present. Yeah. Every, every, in all of, like, time, all of our sin into him is literally, like, the purest form of grace that we can ever imagine. Yeah. Like, he died for us. And because of his grace, we are no longer held by the law, but under his grace, 
and we have the ability now and the chance to be with God. Right. And it's like, to why? To repair that. Like, repair the broken relationship right. we have with him. He's our mediator. Right. You know, he is the way. It's almost like. The only way. The only way. You know, and it's like, that's, um, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty it's heavy. Pre- it's heavy. Yeah. I, I mean, shoot. I <laughs> I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. It's like I'm trying not to cry. Right. (laughs) I mean, because the the way that I look at it, right, is in an aspect to that. There's there's been so many moments in my life where I've been under like whether it's a tough situation, whatever it is that I'm going through, or like a situation where I personally, like me, Alexis in the flesh, Mm -hmm. feels that grace shouldn't be extended. And then I usually get checked by the Holy Spirit, but (laughs) that's neither here nor there. But um, I don't lost my train of thought. I don't know what you were showing me, but I was was confused. Like, (laughs) sorry, y'all. I got knocked her off track. Yeah. um, You as Alexis feels like grace shouldn't be extended. Oh yeah, and extending grace out to people, even in those tough situations. I, I think back, you know, because there's a lot of times where I'm confronted with these problems, and a lot of times I don't address them immediately. Mm-hmm. And I have to take a moment to step back to pray on it, to be in communication with God. Like, how should I handle this? What should I do moving forward? Mm-hmm. And one thing about me is I'm always going to seek God first in all of my decisions. Mm-hmm. Because I'll tell you right now, me making my own choices for the past 30 something years. It ain't got me nowhere. Right. It has not helped me at all. Right. Like, I've just gotten myself, like, throughout this period just into a bad situation after a bad situation. Right. And it doesn't always start off that way. Right. But it can lead to destruction quickly. And that's not that's not saying that you shouldn't be wisdomous and take initiative in your life because you should. But you should always seek the kingdom of God. Right. Because his, his understanding is... Mm, Above ours, right, because because right? he, he knows everything else. Right, we are only looking at it from because we're we are narrow minded when it comes to God, right? Because mm-hmm. we're looking at it just in like this this in a simplistic way when it may necessarily not be that way. So again, like just when I'm presented with these situations, I always stop, go back, pray, reach out to God in communication with Him. Like, how should I handle this going forward? And I'll, I'll tell you, a lot of the times it's not how I want it to go. Right. And it can be heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. It can be difficult to move how God wants you to move. Mm-hmm. But it's necessary. Right. It's necessary to stay in obedience to him because he truly does, like, whatever his plan is for you, he's not going to take you halfway and leave you. No. And I can trust in that because I've seen how far he's brought me, Mm -hmm. right? And I guess it just kind of all leads back to, like, everything that we've covered in this episode is God's grace is extended for everyone Mm -hmm. who's willing to receive it. And it goes back to our original episode with the woman at the well and in the sense of, you don't have to be in a perfect condition to come to Christ mm-hmm. in order to receive mercy and grace. 
Because if you think about it, he's already extending his mercy and his grace prior to you even coming to him. Right. Because, again, I would not be alive if that's not the case. Right. But he extends this to us. It's a free gift of salvation that only comes through Jesus Christ. Right. And his, his, his mercy is unwavering. Like, it's just unchanging yeah like there's nothing that you can do and going back to like this woman at the well and even in my own personal situation which I'm sure many can relate to I was not in a perfect condition when he found me or when I found him Mm -hmm. I wasn't I was seeking him but in the midst of seeking him I was still on a path of destruction for three years but when I encountered that moment with him I was not in perfect condition Mm -hmm. I was very far from it and how you were saying, even in that moment when I knew it was Jesus, I still didn't commit myself to him. Right. Because I was like, no, I'm still going to try to figure it out on my own. Right. And that, you know. It ain't get me nowhere. Right. Like, <laughs> and that's, you know what? This goes back, or actually this comes full circle, is a lot of times, I mean, there's, there is suffering because of the choices that we make, right? Yeah. And a lot of times, God, he will take everything from you. Mm-hmm. He will strip you mm-hmm. of so much. And this, Man. I mean, I can attest to this. This happened Man. to me because me and you, we were so bad at going, we can handle it ourselves. We figure it out all the time. We strong, right? We, and we are. Yeah. But y'all, I can't, let me tell you this. You can't deal without Christ. You cannot. No. We, you, there's no way. No. Listen, listen to me when I'm telling you. There, I tried. I, we've tried. <laughs> and when I say this, like, and I, I believe that the reason why I didn't commit to Christ at that moment is because I still had so much pride in me. Mm-hmm. I had so much inside of my spirit that was like, you know what? No, I'm, you know, I'm a strong, independent woman. I can do it myself. Right. right. I was arrogant. Right. Even though I didn't display that outwardly mm-hmm. inwardly i was very arrogant and prideful in the sense mm-hmm. that i Me could too. handle all things because i honestly i'm a strong independent right woman. and there's nothing wrong with being strong and independent no because i'm still there right but but understand this that it's not it's, it's not to my account yeah it's i not, didn't do this right <laughs> <laughs> but so god really put me in positions after this where i literally had nothing left in me and i was like Everything around me was falling apart. Everything around me was breaking. And everything that I had thought that I had put into place that was going to last didn't last. And so I had no choice at this point but to literally surrender to him. Yeah. And now I will say this. It wasn't immediately like not it it wasn't like, oh, now everything's fixed. No. No. But I felt like an immense amount of hope. Yeah. Faith and strength that I never had before. Yeah. And I knew that no matter what, I could turn to him and he would be there. Yeah. And God knows this. God knows that we're imperfect. That's why he sent his son, Jesus himself. He killed himself for us. Right. Because he knew. As a sacrifice. As a sacrifice. And Jesus had to die that way in order to, because it literally. How do we put this? I mean, it was prophesied right. that he would. But right. do you mean like in a sense of like it had to have happened the way that it did in order to keep God's order? Yeah. Yeah. Because with him being a just God, he can't just change the order of things because mm-hmm. then he wouldn't be counted as righteous or just. Right. 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 He's unchanging. Yeah. 
So it had to happen in a series of events, like in the way that it did happen. And I think that's, I mean, it was not only prophesied, but it literally happened to a T the mm -hmm. way in order for him to be just, he can't change what he's already put into play. Like it right. goes against his nature. He literally cannot do it. Right. And what other way could there be an atonement made? I mean, because that's what they were doing back in the Old Testament is making these sacrifices to God that were pleasing to him mm -hmm. in order to atone or to, you know, count for the sins that were committed. So there's no greater love in the sense of God was like, I love them so much. I'm going to sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no greater love than that. Right. And, like, I tell people that all the time. I'm like, you, especially people who are parents, like, mm -hmm. you as a parent, if if I had to die in order to save my son, I would do it in a heartbeat. Oh, yeah. No questions asked. No questions asked. So God literally took that, and he was like, I'm going to provide a way of salvation for them because I love them. Because mm -hmm. he knew that we couldn't do right by the law. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so it's just... It's just one of them things that just made me want to cry because I'm like, I don't deserve this. Like, and it makes me question God, like, why would you choose me? Mm -hmm. Like, me out of everybody, a, a sinner like me, somebody that's unworthy. Mm -hmm. And yet, if I was the only person here, Jesus would have still done the same thing. Right. That's so wild to me. That is wild. And um, you just kind of wrap everything up together. Like. I want you guys to understand, too, that this is a free gift. Mm -hmm. That means free, free 99 or right. a free zero free zero. 50. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it is free 50. It, it's a free gift, and it is in abundance. Yeah. It's for everybody. Yeah. And there is – it is not like, oh, this person is only going to get 10%. It's only – this person is going to get 15%. Yeah. It's a free gift, and it's, in a, it, it's, it's infinite. Yeah. And – that's another thing that's amazing is that God gives that out equally to everybody, mm -hmm. depending or based off of, and it's for you. Yeah. It's for you. Like, it's not, it's not like, oh, okay, well, oh, she just came by and just got, you know, part of the deal. You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's, that's how amazing it is, is that it is literally shaped mm -hmm. and presented for you. It is. You know what I mean? And when I think about back now to that moment where Jesus asked me to extend grace to this man who shattered everything. That, it, that even, that in itself, even like still is within Jesus's character. Mm -hmm. Is that this person who went, who literally broke all trust and, you know, covenant and commitment and, you know, just everything. Yeah. Even this person deserves grace mm -hmm. this person got grace mm -hmm. and i'm like that i could sit here and i could talk all the bad stuff about this person but honestly he's me yeah in the and eyes I, of jesus yep because we're all unworthy we're all, all unworthy. fall short yeah. of the glory of god i can't tell you how many times like i was like you know there's been many times where i you know if you want to put it in worldly terms i cheated on jesus back in the day when i wasn't saved because mm -hmm. i dabbled in you know research mythology or even like pagan practices mm -hmm. things like that and i was just like i ain't no better nope ain't none of us ain't none of us because when better. you break one law you're guilty of breaking them all, all of them all of them 
But but anyway, that's neither here or there, y'all. Right. Uh, so I, we really just want to sum up and let you know that you can come to Christ as you are. Yeah. And through your salvation, there is repentance and sanctification. Mm-hmm. And that process, remember, it is a process. Now, mind you, the salvation is free. Right. It's free, y'all. It's all, you know, yep. come get it. Yep. It's in abundance. Through that process, and it is a journey, it is necessary to have God's, I mean, for God to be a gracious God and yep. to be a merciful God because yep. he knows that we are imperfect, even even in our salvation. Mm-hmm. But know this, that he will transform you. Mm-hmm. And Amen. I fall in love with God more and more each and every single day because of the way he works through me. Yep. The things that he reveals to me, the grace that he extends to me, like it's, it's, and I think that's another, that's another reason why me and Alexis have started this podcast because the transfer, the transformation that God has made just within us in such a short amount of time is, has been so astronomical that we want others to know that it's there for them. Yep. And we want you to take hold of it. Yeah. Like, it's... It's free. As long as... If you're willing to come and humble yourselves and be willing to be vulnerable with God, you can't lose. No. You can't lose. You can't. I mean, in, in those... Even in the moments that it's hard, it ain't hard. (laughs) <laughs> it's not. I mean, it's hard, but to know that you have this father, this savior that you can turn to, and he's always, and you know that he's always there. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you can go out and be wild now, right? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily wild now, but you go out and you literally, you try to build yourself a life for yourself as an adult. And say, for example, something goes awry and you lose something. It's almost like knowing that you can always go back home and walk into open arms. Yep. And that's how it feels. And mm-hmm. I know that, like, not everybody may not have that relationship with a parent. But right. there's somebody in your life that you know that you can depend on. And it's like that, like, times infinity. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he, he, it's almost, it's like a warm embrace. And even if you felt like you don't have that person, I mean... What's stopping you from giving Jesus a try? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because if you try it, and all these things that we're saying, you it comes to you, you're, you're accepting of this free gift. Everything, I don't want to say in a sense of like everything is blissful, but you gain all these things. And you're never alone because you're sealed with the helper, which is the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. So you never have to figure things out on your own. And worst case scenario, right, is you attempt it and you continue being who you are. Right. I mean, there's there's nothing to lose but so much to gain. Right. So I encourage you if you haven't, just give yeah, give it a try. Check out our main. It's not gonna hurt you. Right. It's not gonna hurt you. I mean. I, and I'm gonna tell y'all this, and I'm gonna drive it home. Yeah, cause we keep saying that, but we're still talking. I know, but it's, <laughs> it's just, there's so much stuff we can say about our Lord and Savior. But I, I, I'm sorry, y'all. I know this has gone over a little bit longer, but I mean, I'm gonna just drive it home with this. 
out of all the deities that you see in this world, all these false gods that you have learned about, heard about, seen about, Jesus Christ is the one and only that gave his life for you so you can have eternal life mm-hmm. in heaven. Mm-hmm. There is no other deity that's done that. No, nah, there's no other deity that's resurrected from the dead. There, right. So <laughs> every other I mean, every other deity they, just dead. like they they in the past. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Jesus is living, mm-hmm. and he died like one of the most painful. I'm I'm driving in mm-hmm. most painful deaths. Mm-hmm. He died for you. What's your name on his mind? On his heart. That's why. On the spirit. He died for you. Mm-hmm. Like, and, yeah. But anyway, y'all, we're getting all emotional. Yeah. Emotional yeah, so that that just, I mean, that wraps up part two of episode one. Um, I really hope that you guys took something from this. And I really, I really want you to know that because of God's grace, you can you have a chance. Yep. You 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 have you have someone that is there for you. Mm-hmm. Waiting. Waiting. He's waiting for you. Mm-hmm. So um so I challenge you all to 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 just take a moment and you know, even if you don't know where to start, you know, a- ask somebody that you know, may know that goes to church or whomever, you know, just you know, we all got Google. <laughs> Amen. I mean just maybe just try to see what this whole Jesus is all about. Mm-hmm. Just, just see. He's he, he's not what the world <coughs> defines him to be. You know. Yep. So I I, well, I I hope that you you know you guys take something away from this, and um, we really appreciate you. Oh, we really appreciate the listeners that we've had so far. Yeah, thank you um, guys. Thank you guys for listening to it. It was a little rough, but uh, <laughs> we're getting there. You were yeah. getting there. So we, we thank you. And we actually have set up an email account and a Instagram account. I don't think we have Facebook yet. But no. an Instagram account um, where you guys can actually interact with us. And the Instagram is, I believe it's at the well pod. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's AT, right? Yeah. Yeah, at the well pod. And um, the email is... Uh, it's us at the well at gmail.com. Yep. So if you have any... Questions. You know, questions. Prayer requests. Prayer requests. You know. Notes, any topics. Any, yeah. If you just, or if you just want to talk, if you want to talk to us or, you know, yeah. like we're more than welcome. Yeah. And we are, you know, we welcome it with open arms. Amen. So until next time, guys, God bless. God bless. We, we love you. We love you and we pray for you all.